0: I'm Kennedy.
1: I'm Bill Hemmer.
0: I'm Sandra Smith. And this is the Fox News Rundown.
1: Thursday, September 1st, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. There was a great hope that with the death of the Soviet Union, a proud and prosperous Russia could be born. But with the death of Mikhail Gorbachev, many wonder... If it's only gotten worse,
2: Putin learns all those lessons, thanks to Yeltsin and Gorbachev, about how to rule his country ruthlessly. And that's what we're seeing today. Attacks on his own opposition, invasion of Georgia, invasion of Ukraine.
1: This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. This episode
0: is brought to you
1: by Shopify. The Soviet Union is just a memory, and its last leader, its general secretary, was Mikhail Gorbachev, a man who could see his own nation's failings, but who pursued peace with the world, even if it meant becoming unpopular at home.
2: I think he's an extraordinarily important historical figure.
1: Dan Hoffman was a CIA station chief who worked in Russia, and he's now a Fox News contributor. He tells us more about what went wrong... After the fall of the USSR and how a nation with a once bright star like Gorbachev is now under the rule of the very system he sought to eradicate.
2: The fact that he was born in the Soviet Union and still was able to show some measure of intellectual honesty and admit and expose uh, both the failures of their command economy, as well as the corruption of their political process. That's a that's a pretty extraordinary thing for for someone who grew up in that autocracy. Imagine that happening today in in Kim Jong Un's North Korea or in Iran uh, or in Russia today or in China. It's it's just uh, extraordinarily rare. Uh, you know, so I, I you know, I met him in the 90s and and found him to be uh absolutely fascinating we we had you know a few minutes of sidebar conversation in russian and i think he's got two legacies as you as you alluded to that the, there's one in the west you know where he um kind of dialed down the last days there of the soviet evil empire and avoided nuclear catastrophe he really um the main i think uh the the most important thing that he did was not to resort to violence, to keep the Soviet empire uh, together. He repeatedly refused uh, when he had opportunities to, um, to counter popular demonstrations in the Baltics and in Eastern Europe with violence, he didn't do it. And, and, you know, so that's, that was his decision to make. And that wound down the cold war when he did it And the West, I think, Holds him in the highest regard. Remember, he won a Nobel Nobel Peace Prize in 1990, and then. But his legacy in Russia uh, is much more complicated. For the KGB, uh, which launched an unsuccessful coup against him, and remember, Vladimir Putin was part of that KGB, and and Putin has said, as you. You know, you, you highlighted that the collapse of the Soviet Union was the greatest geopolitical catastrophe of the 20th century. I mean, really? You couldn't come up with one that was worse? I, can't. I can I could come up with a lot more things that are worse than that. In fact, that's not a catastrophe for us. It's a great, you know, positive development. But but uh, but for, for for the intelligence services, you know, this was a this was a blow to them and a lesson learned that you cannot allow democracy and respect for human rights. Uh, and and you you know into into your society that you seek to control or else you're going to lose it and that was a lesson that we saw that that China took hold very very early on remember how they suppressed the Tiananmen Square uprising Um, the Chinese learned that you've got to be ruthless about dealing with your own people and so that's kind of you know the dual legacies I think that we see from from Gorbachev Um, but at the end of the day he failed in his primary mission which was to reform the soviet union and keep it together it just wasn't possible and uh and i think um you know we can remember him for for the positives and perhaps for his almost willful naive approach to to directing the affairs of of the soviet state Uh, but honestly i think we also have to consider his legacy in light of those uh, with whom he engaged in the west particularly uh, Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, who early on, the earliest of all, said we could do business with him. And then President Reagan. Remember Reagan saying, you know, tear down the wall, Mr. Gorbachev, at the Brandenburg Gate. Uh, we had, you know, incredible arms control agreements that President Reagan's team negotiated. And then President George Herbert Walker Bush, who was there and and skillfully uh, managed, you know, the end of the Soviet Union. So uh, it's a fascinating period, Um and it's it's a fascinating story, and uh, and it you know he lived to ninety one. When I was a college kid, he was appointed general secretary, and we all thought, well, there's the guy we're going to be seeing for the next forty years. <laughs> right. we were. Um,
1: let's let's compare his accomplishments to what has become of Russia today, uh, because the the surveillance state still exists, the corruption still exists uh it never truly went away there were so i I remember when the soviet union fell there was just such high hopes that we were going to find out of out of those ashes uh a true eastern world counterpart to the united states that it wouldn't be perfect but it would have the ability to better itself that it would have ideals as its goals that never came to fruition um People might blame Boris Yeltsin more than they would blame uh, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. But we ended up with Vladimir Putin, who really, through anyone's uh, lenses, uh, is a, a brutal, brutal man and a brutal, brutal, uh, I, I we don't even want to say leader. We want to say dictator. And, and it's obviously led into this uh, this ongoing war, which is now six months plus in the making. But but how did we get from the end of Gorbachev to where we are now from again from the from your assessment?
2: So, I think two things. Uh, first of all, you know, the Soviet Union collapsed and everything in Russia was collapsing in the 1990s, except for one thing, and that was Russia's intelligence services, the successors to the KGB, their foreign intelligence, the SVR, uh, and their ruthless security police, the FSB, which Putin was, you know, he led it. He was the director of the FSB for a little over a year. They were running high level penetrations of the U.S. government, Rick Ames and Robert Hansen. They were the ones surveilling everybody at the Moscow embassy in the 1990s. You talk to anybody who served in Moscow in the 90s, they'll tell you all kinds of crazy stories about massive surveillance coverage. And so that was business as usual. There was no change there. While Russian infrastructure, medical care, education, basic business, no law. There was no rule of law there. Everything is collapsing except these intelligence services. And they found a way to make it through uh, what I would call a time of troubles, to use a Russian historical analogy there, while Boris Yeltsin was just unable to govern. He was typical of many populists. Uh, He was able to garner much support among the population. He was very very powerful in his um, in, in his ability to counter the nor- narrat gorbachev's narrative he was Gorbachev's uh, primary rival he was one of the reasons one of the shocks to the Soviet system and why it collapsed in the first place but he was very ineffective at governing although he was dealt a really bad hand it's hard to take a, a, a failed command economy and turn it into something great and what really hurt them was that people had very rise, much, they had rising expectations. And if you look over history at why revolutions happen, uh, it's when people's expectations are rising and they're not met. Then go back to the French Revolution in 1789. That was definitely the case then. And so Russians had very high expectations and they were all let down. And we saw the financial crisis in 1998 that destroyed the value of the Russian ruble and sent uh, low-income families and pensioners home with nothing, and people couldn't get food, and they all questioned whether this quote unquote democratic system that 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 Yeltsin had bequeathed to them was really worth it. And so there was an opportunity and an opening for a strong man like Vladimir Putin, and he took advantage. At the end of the day, it wasn't surprising, as I've said before, that that from that ash heap of the Soviet, you know, evil collapse of the Soviet evil empire rises somebody. From their intelligence services, and that 's what we got and Putin learns all those lessons, thanks to Yeltsin and Gorbachev about how to rule his country ruthlessly and that 's what we 're seeing today attacks on his own opposition, invasion of Georgia, invasion of Ukraine, cyber attacks, in, interfering in elections, bringing uh, his asymmetric esp- cloak and dagger espionage you know to to the world with with military operations from Africa to the Middle East. The last thing I'll say, and the most interesting to me, Russian history's got plenty of ironies and twists and things, but Gorbachev and, and, and Putin had the same mentor. The guy who brought Gorbachev to the forefront uh, as general secretary was Yuri Andropov, the former head of the KGB. That was also Putin's guy. <laughs> so they both der- der- derived inspiration from the same Soviet KGB director. It just took them in different paths.
1: We're speaking with former CIA station chief Dan Hoffman, now a Fox News contributor, here on the Fox News rundown, War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Dan straight ahead. Uh, y- you mentioned uh, rather poignantly there the uh, the use of, of attacking one's own enemies using the state security apparatus that uh, Putin is so engaged in. Um, But in the past couple of days or past week or so, we've seen attacks against his allies using some of the same tactics that he his his side has been accused of using, throwing people out of buildings and and whatnot. Uh, Just uh, just this morning, the the head of Luck Oil was reportedly killed or somehow was found dead after falling out of a window again. Um, There's something obviously going on. Do we? Is there any way to know who is doing this to Vladimir Putin's, uh, to his allies, or even if they're not allies, but at least people who are not necessarily his enemies and who is sending a message and what exactly would that message be?
2: So, look, I can tell you from the time that I focused on Russia, which is a lot of years, and I, I will start by saying how much I love the place. You know, I love Russian literature and culture and language and music and the food is great, too, although it's not super healthy. Um, but I I certainly don't have like a soft spot for their government or their intelligence services, but Russia is in a perpetual state of turmoil. And that's why it's such a fascinating place for our diplomats who serve there for our intelligence officers who collect uh, intelligence on what really is going on behind the scenes, because it's very opaque. You've got the murder of, of Daria Dugina recently, which that was intended that car bomb certainly was intended for her father. Questions remain about who, uh, who conducted that attack? Who was behind it? Uh, the Luke Lukoil s- senior executive also like who jumps out of his own, you know, apartment building, right? So probably uh, not an accident. So these are things that that reflect Russia's inner uh, turmoil. And again, they there is no rule of law there. Uh, it's extraordinarily arbitrary. There's no respect for the rule of law like there is in our country. Um, and they, they that was drilled into them, you know, during the Soviet uh days they they this russian citizens learned a great deal of disrespect you know for their own government and and disrespect for the rule of law it was um just not uh you know not not something that they could rely on so it, it 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 really highlights the importance of of us here in the west just tracking closely what's going on in russian it requires intelligence collection to do it right
1: Dan Hoffman, former CIA chief of staff and a Fox News contributor. Thank you once again for joining us on the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. Thanks. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up to the minute news, go to foxnews.com.